Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we're big struggling. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 25 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are we feeling on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Oh, by the way, anyone listening, happy New Year's. It's it's January 2nd, 2022. Indeed it is, and I am feeling quite mixed, to be honest. Uh Uh-oh, mixy-bixy. You know, we are in a new year, and I'm happy to be out of 2021. 2021 had some good moments, had some bad moments. You know, I'm looking forward to... You know, it's such an arbitrary thing just moving on from one year to another because at the end of the day, it's just another day in theory. But, you know, it's just it's just like a almost ceremonial turning of the page, I guess. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to have some sort of, I guess, quantitative quality, whatever you want to call it, reason to, you know, improve on things, change things in my life. But, you know, I'm a little mixed because it's just a tough day in terms of, you know, rooting interests, uh, betting interests. It just, you know, it, it's sport, sports world has been been tough for me. Well, it's been good for me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it's been all right for you. Anyone who who has been listening for, I don't know, how, how long have we started talking about football? Like pretty much this whole season? Yeah. We've talked about football quite a bit at the beginning of the show, but of course, hockey podcast, we limit it to like uh, three to five minutes. But anyone who's been listening knows I'm a Bengals fan, and they clinched the playoffs, clinched the division. So I was super excited about that. But I figured we'd stick to football for just a little bit because I don't know if you saw. I know you definitely saw, actually. But down in Tampa, there was a little bit of a, a, a breaking story with the Buccaneers and their football team, and that being that one of their better wide receivers, their third string, Antonio Brown, uh, Hall of Fame talent, and I, I think that there's still a lot of people that think he's going to be making it into the Hall of Fame. Well, he kind of had a, a bit of a meltdown, and it seems like it's probably going to be a retirement after what Bruce Arians had to say. Yeah, an easily top 20, arguably top 10 receiver all time in the NFL. Uh, ever since that Vontez perfect hit has just not been the same. He has an absolute meltdown on the sideline. Don't really know what. Something happened. He had some sort of frustrations. He was having an okay game. Like, he was getting a couple targets. He's on the field. Um, you know, he decides to rip off his you know, jersey and shoulder pads and just launch him at the bench, rip off his shirt and gloves, throw him into the stands, do a little weird dance, and then just jog to the locker room and get off the field. 
uh, Bruce Arians was talking about it after the game, and he was very much trying not to talk about it. He's like, um, Antonio Brown's off team. Can we talk about the guys who helped us get this win? But sure enough, he answered some questions about it, and he said that he told Antonio Brown, uh, get out there, and Antonio Brown refused, and then Arians said, get the F out there, and he still said no. He says, all right, then, then get out of here. So then that's when AB had that meltdown. So I have never seen anything like that in my life, mm-hmm. you know. It reminds me of, of Slapshot for people that have seen the movie Slapshot um, at, at the end when they're playing for the for the championship and um, Ned Braden was benched and when he sees that his, his like wife who was trying to you know divorce him is there in the sands, he decides to get on the ice and start pretty much just stripping. It's kind of the same thing that happened here. It was very, very weird. Um, that's literally the only time I've ever seen something like this in my life in a movie from the 70s. Uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, and anyone who's followed football knows about the Vontae Davis story retiring uh, at halftime of a football game, and this just took it to another level. I mean, we all make jokes about retiring mid-game if a team's getting blown out or whatever, but that's basically what this was. Uh, obviously, a meltdown and everything, but now that he's off the team and it took forever just for him to get another chance, this is probably it for his career. Uh, I know that the security that were working the game initially thought it was a fan. Initially yeah. thought a fan stripped down and started running in the end zone. And then they realized it was Antonio Brown. So uh, he got escorted by police to the airport and took a solo flight to wherever he's going. Obviously not with the team anymore, but a wild event that needed to be brought up. But as we go over to hockey and we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, let's start off with some super positive news. And that is that the Tampa Bay Lightning are hosting their fourth annual Bolts Chell Challenge, which is an NHL 22 tournament with a grand prize for $6,000 if you finish first. Um, I think that's really cool, and I love when uh, actual sports try to get into the space of esports. And NHL, they don't really have a big esports um uh, series or, or division or like it's not as big as obviously like League of Legends and everything. No, but getting some money out there to some fans that are playing the game that's really cool to see. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's just you know a, a way to kind of get the community involved, or whatever. Just you know something you kind of you can put your brand on. And you know I I'm a big Chell fan. I play it pretty often. I wish it was more of a competitive scene. Um, I want it to grow. I want them to do. Like a league where it's like it's like an initial team, you know, it's the sports hockey league. You control one position the whole way. I want them to do a league like that and like have it really grow into something that, like that. The NHL sponsors that'd be super cool. But anyway, you know, this is still just you know a way that they're trying to grow the possible um, esports side of hockey of of the NHL uh, franchise. So it's just it's just a cool thing. I mean, it's obviously, you know, this has been around for a couple of years with the Lightning. It's been around the league with a bunch of other teams, too. Most teams do it at this point, it seems like. Or if not most, it seems like at least a lot do. But hopefully we can continue to see a little bit more growth. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The finals will take place at Full Sail University on February 12th. And registrations are now open. So if you're interested, you think you're a a really good Shell 22 player and you want to make a little cash maybe if you go all the way, uh, you can register for that right now. So just head over to the Tampa Bay Lightning website and you'll be able to find that there. Uh, Chase, you play a lot of Chell. I haven't even gotten my hands on NHL 22 yet, but do you think that you would be able to win a tournament like this? I don't know. I I, I think, you know... Well, you can't beat me, so probably not. That's not even remotely <laughs> true. Um, I think that I am a, a pretty good player. 
And I, I think I would fare well, but, um, you know, there's some people that are really good at the game that I, I see you play that I know I'd have no chance against. So I, I think I could compete. I don't know if I'd win, but I could compete. I'm assuming also, I like I said, haven't gotten my hands on NHL 22, so I don't know how prevalent it is. But in past NHL games, a lot of glitch goals where it, you could just break the game with some of the mechanics. I'm sure that's still in NHL 22. I'm assuming there are players that have mastered that and they're going to be the ones vying for that top prize. Yeah, I mean, if I remember, like, I don't play a whole lot of online. Um, just like I do sometimes here and there, but not that often. I don't play HUD because that, that shit's trash when I get down that conversation. But um, it's improved a little bit. But, like, at the end of the day, cross-crease goals are kind of a, a thing in hockey. Like, they, they happen in real hockey, and they're not just a video game, like, cheese. Which they're trying to make it so it's more fair, so you can't just manipulate, you know, certain spots. But... At the end of the day, you can't just like completely take away a cross crease goal because that that thing happens. Happens like almost every hockey game. Like those, those goals happen. Yeah, I know there was also the uh, I think it was NHL twenty or maybe it was twenty one, but a lot of players in Eshel would just skate across the front of the net and then just put it in the opposite corner. And, oh, with the one handed deke. Yeah, and it was just yeah, some some broken stuff. But goalies react a little bit better to like that stuff now. Okay, that's good. Uh, I definitely want to get my hands on the game eventually, but yeah, work on it. We'll see. We'll see when that happens. I mean, at, at this point, you might as well just wait the extra two months for freaking EA Play to release it. Yeah, I mean, quick story time. I saw it on sale for twenty five bucks the other day. Turns out it was the Xbox One version, and I've got the Xbox Series X. So uh, I tried to order it before I saw it was the Xbox One version. The Xbox told me, "Oh, something went wrong. Try again later." So I'm like, okay. And then I see it's the Xbox One version. I'm like, oh, thank gosh, something went wrong. I don't want to buy that. It ended up purchasing like 10 minutes later, and I had to get the refund. But I got the money. And yeah, that's good. almost had chow, but don't have chow. Yeah, it's a bad bounce. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news, and that's that Andre Vasilevsky and Anthony Sorelli both coming off the COVID list. Yeah, so... You know, it's good news. We we get our starting goaltender back down the road. Um, Thank gosh. Yeah. And then Anthony Sorelli, a, a stud player for us, borderline star, if you want to call him that. Uh, good two-way option. Some, some can provide some offense. Obviously, a great defensive player. It's good to have both guys back in the lineup for, you know, now for today's contest that we're going to talk about and going into the future. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And uh, we got to talk about the three games that we have yet to talk about. Unfortunately, and just looking at these three games uh, or at least, you know, the, the first one especially, it makes me very happy that Andre Vasilevsky is off the COVID list and back with the team. Because when we look at that first game, it happened on the 30th, a Thursday against the Florida Panthers. Didn't go so hot with the team letting up nine goals to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, Maxim Legacy lets in four. Hugo Allnafelt goes in, makes his first appearance, lets in three. Neither goalie was ready for the game. Allenfeld's not, not an NHL goalie yet. The guy still needs room to grow. And Legacy just didn't play great. So, you know, that whole, that whole thing just sucked. And, I mean, it kind of just is what it is with this COVID stuff. You know, when you're missing them, when you're missing Vasilevsky, when you're missing Sergachev, when you're missing Sorelli, you know, it, it sucks. <laughs> what, 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 what are you going to do when, when you're playing a very good Florida team? Yeah, they had a lot of people step up. They had Anthony Duclair get on the board, Ekblad, Barkov, Huberto, even some of their young guys like Anton Liddell um, and Etu uh, Lestorinen. Yeah, sure. And 5.9 for Huberto as well. And Spencer Knight got called back up and played pretty good. 
Yeah, so not too bad. Uh, we did get to see a, a decent little performance out of Steven Samkos and Braden Point both getting on the board. Andre Pilat had to assist. So uh, those are some of the bright spots, but might as well move on from this game because it's gone, it's behind us, and the next time we verse Florida, we will definitely be better prepared than we were that night. We moved to New Year's Eve. This was obviously the 31st with the New York Rangers. This time it was at home, but it didn't go so well in a shootout. We uh, we dropped it, dropped the two points. Yep. So yeah, obviously get one out of this. If you're gonna lose, it's better to lose in a shootout because that way you're not giving the team the ROW. But four three win for New York at the end of this. Uh, you know, we still got to see Lexi Lafreniere score a goal for the Rangers. He's been having a slow start to his career. You know, maybe he can figure it out soon. Who knows? But you know, in terms of the Tampa Lightning, Steven Samkos, of course, fine in the back of the net. Ross Colton, you know, played an all right game. Corey Perry has been a nice, you know good bottom six kind of guy. He's got eight goals on the year. He's, he's playing a good role. I like what Corey's, I like what Corey Perry's brought to the team so far. So good to see that going. Um, and, you know, just next time, hopefully things go the right way in the shootout. Seeing Alexi Lafreniere get on the board there, I wanted to take a look at the stats. Uh, seven goals, which I was like, hey, that's not too bad for a second-year player, uh, about 30 games in, but only two assists. Yeah. He's only sitting at nine points. So uh, still struggling to find his step here in the NHL. Uh Indeed. This, this was a home-and-home home series with the New York Rangers. So that one in Tampa, tonight's game, Sunday night, we were in New York for it. And unfortunately, it ended in a similar fashion. However, we didn't even get a point out of it. Yep, yeah, uh, because the Benjamin and Igor Shosturkin were better than Tampa Lightning. That's, that's kind of what it comes down to. Hat-trick for Mika, uh, shutout for Shosturkin, uh, 38 saves in the game. Vasilevsky made his first start again. 17 saves on 21 shots. You know, I get that he's rusty and hasn't really been able to practice, so you can't expect him to go out there and have a miracle type of performance. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to get the start again. It's Columbus here in a couple of days. He might, you know, the one day of practice, I don't know. But um, it wasn't, like, that surprising that he had a, a slow game. But regardless, we don't like seeing three straight losses in a row. Um, you know, at, at this point in the season, you want to, you know, just get things rolling, find some consistency, and, you know, get in a groove. And then, of course, having the COVID situation really throws everything off. And special teams was a real letdown in this one, uh, giving up two power play goals on uh, three penalty kills. You never like to see that. And then not getting on the board whatsoever when we had two power plays of our own. So uh, that was a real letdown, but hopefully we can rebound here in Columbus on Tuesday night. Uh, Columbus, they've been a decent team. They haven't been a world burner, uh, but it's one that, if you have a healthy team, if you have a team that's prepared to go, uh, this should be a win for Columbus or over Columbus, I should say. Yeah, Columbus has played pretty bad, honestly. Like in front of their goalies, um, Merzlikens has played okay. Um, like he's got a three-two goals against and a nine-zero-seven save, and that means he's just getting worked. Um, you got to feel for the guy. I would assume he's the one that's going to be getting the starting net in this game too. Um, really, not much to worry about in this game. You can you know worry about a guy like Alexander Texier. He he's a you know a stud young player. Patrick Line is, of course, in this lineup. Um, not really been someone who's been overly productive since arriving in um, Columbus. I don't even know if he's going to be playing in this game because I know he's missed some time this year. I don't know what his deal is. But anyway, um, it, it really should be a game that should be a safe win for the Lightning. Absolutely. And even if we, or even with dropping the last three games, if you look at the standings, Tampa still sitting at the top of the Atlantic. Uh, Florida and Toronto. 
Uh, within arm's reach, they do have a couple games on hand that we do not, and they are very close, so that could change here soon. But as of right now, Tampa is still sitting atop the Atlantic Division, so that's something you like to see. Word. Uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking a couple different stories, going to be talking uh, Olympics, Winter Classic, and then a possible story of the year. So we'll do that right after this. Hockey fans, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brain offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long, with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Again, if you have any needs when it comes to sports betting, head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about this Olympics and how some players... At least it's rumored so that some players are looking for a loophole. Yeah, they they looked for it um, and have apparently didn't really find anything. So now they're you know they're kind of stuck in the NHL having to deal with, with that. I guess I don't know if that's the right way to word it, but anyway, uh, players were looking at you know maybe they have to retire leading into the playoffs or leading into the Olympics, then sign back afterwards, or you know maybe they could find this clause in their contract, blah blah blah, just because guys want to play in the Olympics that badly, but. Say, say a player retired, like, say, like, Connor McDavid retired, for example, and tried to sign back at the end of this, like, later on in the season. The NHL definitely would block that, and they'd yeah. be like, no, you can kick rocks for the rest of the year. They, like, that's the type of shit they would pull, and players realize that. Agents told them that. So, nothing will be happening. That'd be quite the story. It would be. Just Connor McDavid retires from the NHL. What? Excuse me? Uh, it would have been cool if there was, like, loopholes in the contract. Yeah. Um, I, I think the retirement thing completely out of the picture for anyone. So, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting thought, though. Uh, well, the new year has come, and so what does that mean? That means we get another winter classic game. Uh, this one between Minnesota and St. Louis. St. Louis coming out on top. Did you get to see any of the game? What would you think? Uh, also, I know it was record-breaking for the coldest NHL game of all time, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was solid. It was, it was a good, um, like, there's a picture that was posted, and it was a really good, like, look. But I, apparently, I missed the pregame, like, ceremonies. And apparently, they were kind of a mess all over the place. People were doing the wrong things. But the game itself, you know, it, it, was, it was fine. You can't really complain. You, you know, I like watching outdoor hockey. It's a cool scenario. So, you've seen it that cold. You can see how cold the guys were. Mm-hmm. You see the pucks bouncing a little differently. You can see things are just different. And it's kind of cool in that element. I, I think it was a pretty enjoyable game overall. Yeah, I was only watching uh, when the Rose Bowl and the other bowl games were on commercial. Um, so I didn't get to see too much of the game. However, the one thing that I noticed with this Winter Classic and the Winter Classics of recent is 
There were fans there. I think there was like 38,000 fans or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really doesn't feel like you see any of the fans or you hear much of them. And go ahead. The problem is they're playing at freaking baseball park. Like that that's yeah. the issue with it. with the outdoor games at, at a baseball diamond don't work because of how seatings are like the seating is aligned like arranged, I guess, in, in those places. Yeah, that's fair. Um because I know when I think the best winter classic of all time between the Leafs and the Red Wings yeah, of course. at the big house, like the fanfare was phenomenal. And it was such a good game. The snow was falling as they went into uh they went to the shootout, right, in that game? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun, and that's what I've been missing just a little bit. And it feels kind of like when we first went into COVID, how we had the bubbles and there was no fans there. It's like you, you get a little bit more out of it when there is fans. You get right. a little bit more excitement, and it's kind of been lacking that because of the baseball stadiums or because or they didn't have fans um, or limited fans because of COVID and everything, whatever it might be. Uh, I want to see more fanfare come back to the Winter Classic. I, I agree 100%. All right, well, let's talk about Dean Evason. He signs a extension to coach Minnesota. What do we think about that? I, I got no issue with it. I think he's done a pretty good job with, with the uh, Wild. You know, they are a kind of up-and-coming team. You know, they make the transition from an old team that just couldn't really ever do anything to a now young up-and-coming team with some good young stars. So I've got no issue. Um, he seems like he could be someone that you could, you know, possibly ride to legitimate competition right now they're doing pretty well this year they're sitting um top of the division last i checked they might have changed with the game last night i don't know but yeah i mean it's it's perfectly fine with me yeah there's currently sitting third in the central uh only three points back from st louis but minnesota also has two games on hand so they're sitting nicely uh phenomenal home record 10 3 and 1 so uh nice performances out of minnesota definitely a team that has surprised over the last two years. Uh, the infusion of youth is great to see, and then getting a star like Kirill Kaprizov to come over is awesome as well. So a lot of stuff to work on there over in Minnesota, and Evson will be able to continue his work there. Yep. Uh, let's now talk about the uh, organist from Slapshot. He gets an NHL job with Seattle. Yeah, so this is just I kinda, didn't even know about this. Yeah, I, I saw this, I think it was yesterday. I saw it, um, just kind of cool little thing, so... If you, if, you know, we had talked about Slapshot earlier in the show. If you've ever seen it, um, you know, he's this kind of famous. He, you know, in the movie, at one point he gets hit with a puck. Then at another point, Paul Newman goes up there and yells at him for playing um, Lady of Spain, I think is the name of the song. But, yeah, that guy got a real organist job with, with an NHL team, you know, freaking 40 years later. Kind of cool story, huh? Yeah, not bad. Uh, I'm, I'm reading stuff that he was an absolute hit at the Kraken game. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I like organists because here yeah. in uh, Detroit, going down to Little Caesars Arena, they got one end. It's a really cool atmosphere. No, or, organists are great. They're a great part of a hockey game. Um, you know, I, I highly recommend that every team have an organist in their NHL stadium till the day hockey dies. Yeah, it's very classic. Very classic feeling, and it's nice to see. All right, Chase, well, let's talk about the story of the year, possible story of the year, and that involves the Canucks equipment manager, and uh, a, a young lady that was uh, found through Twitter. Yeah, so um, the Vancouver Canucks assistant equipment manager, I believe he was, um, Brian Red Hamilton. He was, you know, they were working a game in Seattle earlier in the year, and then some lady behind him kept kind of trying to get his attention, and eventually he looked, she showed him 
his or her phone saying that mole on the back of your neck is cancer. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Mole back of my neck. Sure enough, he goes home, asks his wife, there's a mole there. She says, yes, she recommends she goes, he goes and sees the doctor. Turns out it's, you know, early onset melanoma. It gets removed. Um, and now he's testing negative ever since then. So he made sure to put out a statement saying, you know, I want to find this woman. I want to thank her for saving my life. Um, you know, if, if I would, if it wasn't for her, I would have never known. I would never checked and it would have been too late, you know, three or four years down the road. Because skin cancer, if it just sits there, it, it can develop pretty quickly and be pretty bad. Um, so sure enough, they're they're able to, to you know meet up finally, and he's able to thank her. It's a cool story. And then you know to top it all off, she's getting ready to go to medical school. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are giving her a ten thousand dollars scholarship for medical school. Yeah, pretty cool. It's really cool. Such a great uh, thing for the Vancouver Canucks to do. But uh, what a blessing that this young lady Nadia Popovici Popovici. Hopefully I uh, got that right. Uh, what a blessing that she was there, uh, right place, right time. She was able yeah. to uh, help Brian Hamilton. So that's really cool. Uh, a really nice story. And, you know, in hockey, we all love the the brashness of the sport, the hitting, the fighting, everything like that. But it's always the wholesome stories that steal the season. It's a great way to bring in the new year. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's a great way to end off the first episode of the new year. Um, we're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day, but that'll be it for the episode. Um, this one is three names. Yeah. You've got Brett Van. Hose. It is Brett Van Hose. Got it. What a nice, easy name, right? Yeah. I was, you know, I think you were banking on Brett me saying Oz or something. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to go with Oz, but no, I went O's. Yeah, no, just just a simple name, uh, a cool little name. He is currently playing in the East Coast Hockey League, uh, 17 games with Cincinnati Cyclones, recently moving over to the Rapid City Rush. Played college hockey at my brother's alma mater, Western Michigan. Um, six foot two, 209-pound forward out of St. Albert, Alberta. Uh, you know, he's, he's an all right player. He's good enough to play pro hockey. He'll make, you know, some rounds in the East Coast League, maybe, maybe make some stops in the American League, maybe go overseas, who knows. But it's a name that you might hear around. Did we talk about that at all with uh, Western and U of M? About the game Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we can bring that up real quick. Um, so with, with in the midst of World Juniors going on, Michigan has a bunch of players that go to World Juniors, the University of Michigan, that is. Uh, I think you said it was seven? Yeah, it was some number, some ridiculous number seven like that. Eight. Yeah. Um, and our, I don't know if it was that, like, if it was just when our World Juniors kids or kids that couldn't play as well because of whatever reason, I don't know. But anyway, like they, they're missing a good chunk of their players, a lot of stars, too. You know, Owen Power, Luke Hughes, Matthew Samuskevich, like, some big names. And they conveniently had to cancel their game against Western Michigan. And I think they tried to say it was, like, COVID issues, but really it's because they were afraid that they were going to get their asses whooped without their star players. Yeah, and Michigan already lost to Western earlier this they season did. with their star players. So yeah. uh, I know your brother, like you said, uh, went to Western Michigan and you've got some other people in your life that went to Western, and a lot of them very upset about the situation. And Western Western hockey Twitter is very upset about the situation oh, yeah. as well. Very, very, very much. It's it's kind of funny. It is. Um, and like Michigan's the better team when the two are healthy, but like without the star players, Western, I would I would take Western in that game for sure. Absolutely. So I understand their their outrage. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for the show, Chase. Lead them out with an outro. All right, I'll do that. Uh, that's the first one of 2022. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Follow right, I follow WMP on Twitter, at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need on Twitter between those three accounts. 
Make sure to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcast network there. Boom, click the logo. It's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. We're able to see if you can rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.